Hey y'all, I'm Elliot Hall, and welcome to episode two of the Journey to St. Andrews. Thanks for joining me today. We're going to just dive right in. I'm actually uh, pre-recording this to be released later because I'm going to be on vacation. I'm actually going to get to go, uh, actually have a uh, few spots um, I'm hitting on my uh, trip away, uh, partially for business, uh, partially for a uh, Georgia PGA event. Um, it's a pro-am that I'm going to be playing in. Um, Firemaker, the brewery, is a uh, partner, so we're going to be there uh, with Calamity Jane. We'll be drinking some beers, playing golf, and uh, I am definitely the amateur, uh, but very excited to get out there. My dad and brother and a few of the uh, team team members from uh, Firemaker are going to be there, so it should be a fun time, and that's down in Savannah at uh, Ford's Field and Stream, so very excited for that. Then also I'll be hanging out for a little while, uh, checking in with our uh, Savannah distributors and uh, all the beer they're selling for us down there. And then right after that, I'm going to tack on a a family beach trip. So anyways, pre-recording this uh, and um, just uh, excited to uh, get the trip underway, but wanted to make sure to get one of these out. So I've been thinking about it since the first uh, episode, and while, of course, the structure is going to change and everything like that... um, I'm kind of thinking that I'll check in, say, hey, what's going on, and then I'll dive into what I've actually been doing, like, in the moment, like now, today, or in the last few days, as far as practicing and learning, because, you know, this needs to be a weekly thing, and um, if not, you know, weeks turn into months, and then the next thing you know, I'm in uh, St. Andrew's shooting 110, and nobody wants that. So, with that being said, I'm thinking I'll check in, say what I've been doing to practice, what I've been doing to learn and work on. And then also, uh, I am fortunate to get to play uh, some courses uh, from time to time. So um, definitely going to be talking about the courses I'm playing and uh, or events that are going on with the uh, brewery, uh, which are golf uh, adjacent. And then whatever else miscellaneous is on my mind and this is just the rough structure I'm putting out there to uh, kind of start and, and help me make sure I know where I'm going. So I touched on it a little bit, but I'll, I'll dive back into it. Oh, and also before I do, there will be a little bit of catch up because I have um, been working on my golf game pretty seriously um, or fairly seriously for the last uh, three months or so. And that's what's really dropped me down from, you know, a triple bogey uh, golfer into uh, right here at 100, maybe just a, a hair under 100 um, uh, is what I'm shooting now. But I was, um, after years of not playing, easily uh, triple bogeys. In fact, we uh, <laughs> we have a thing we do uh, with some of the people I play with. Uh, we have a gentleman's triple, and uh, basically that is a triple that... Uh, it's a triple you write on the scorecard, but it probably wasn't for real, so... Uh, a lot less of those uh, nowadays, thank goodness. But, uh, you know, uh, and that gentleman's tripled a little bit to uh, just help with your mental health and to move on to the next hole and try to forget about the last one. So uh, I'm sure some of y'all are very familiar with that. And anyways, so we're playing a little bit of catch up. So I do want to touch on what I've been doing already to move from that 110 plus down to breaking 100 and... Uh, uh, staying right around there because, you know, we all hit plateaus. Hence kind of why I want to make sure that uh, I don't lose uh, lose the momentum I'm on, especially now that I have this uh, goal of um, uh, breaking 85 at St. Andrews. So 
some of these episodes, I'll be playing a little bit of catch-up on what I've done so far as we move into more of a uh, as-it's-happening-week-by-week flow. So, a little bit about me. I grew up playing golf occasionally. Uh, It was not a weekly thing. A few times a year. Always loved it. Always enjoyed it. But I was never really good. Um, We... uh, we had a lot going on. Uh, my dad had a family business, and uh, we all worked really hard at that a lot. Uh, but I was fortunate to get to play golf, so I was never un- unaware of the rules and etiquette and things like that. I knew how to play golf, um, but I was a high, high handicapper, especially when I was younger. And then I played a, a, f- a little bit in college, not I didn't play for a college, I just played with my friends and drank and did that in my my 20s. So as you can see, I was I had a set of clubs. They were not custom made, they were not tailored to um, you know my uh, my size or, or, or my swing or anything like that. I've, I've never had that. I still haven't actually had that as of uh, this point. So all that to be said is, if you're listening to this, and, and I want you to know where it's beginning, where it's starting, and why I want to move to this. This is not, uh, I got to go find my swing, and I used to, you know, break 90 all the time. This is very much a new goal, new challenge. And uh, so, as we're going through it, I'm sure a lot of y'all are familiar uh, with that. And even if you are trying to find your swing, or you just want to listen to a podcast about golf and see if I can actually pull it off, hey, then uh, uh, that works too. So, all that being said, a few months ago, or actually about half a year ago, I started playing golf more, um, and I really, for the first time since you know starting the business, um, it be it was sort of like I was putting so much into just the business and 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 uh, everything that that entails that golf kind of became that thing that was like, oh, this is really fun and this is for me. Um, and with that, it kind of, you know, uh, created a spark to, to make me want to get better at it. And then also just doing some research, I was thinking about, I was, I can play this for another 30, 40 plus years, hopefully. Um, and if I get good at it, I'll enjoy it. And it is very similar to life because, you know, you get lucky bounces, lucky breaks. Uh, but also if you work at it, you can get better. So all that to be said. Uh, several months ago, a few months ago, I was playing, uh, and uh, I was just, the first step was just realizing I wanted to get better. So I started becoming more aware of my shots. It's sort of like knowing you need to go somewhere, but you don't really understand the map, you just kind of got a direction. So anyways, I was playing with my uh, my brother, and uh, he's a, a very good golfer, um, uh, like, like five or six handicap, and has been for a long time. So I was playing with him and just kind of talking about it. And he's like, well, you got to, you know, first thing is course management. And to me, I went, oh, okay, yeah. So um, he started giving me a few little pointers on that. And then I dove in and started researching it. And that's kind of what I wanted to touch on because it was really the first real action I took other than going, I want to get better and trying to think it through. And um, just running through a few of those things. Uh, the first was um, learning my distances. I kind of knew which clubs I should hit. Um, obviously, you know what you hit off the tee. Um, you know when you're around the green that you're chipping or pitching. Um, but 
I hadn't really thought about how far do I consistently hit this and how far do I carry it versus uh, actually uh, land the ball. So, you know, I could hit my 7-iron 140, but, you know, what if it hit the ground 20 yards before? That's going to be important when it, you start thinking about bunkers and everything out there, all the junk that you can get into. Um, sand, bunkers, water, high grass. And so that was sort of first. So what I had to do was I went out and I had a little notebook with me and I just, I didn't try to change my swing. Um, I just hit my clubs, how I knew how to hit them, how I'd always been hitting them. And I just wrote down what they were. And honestly, that only took once or twice when I really just knew what I could actually hit my clubs, how far I could hit them, what I should be hitting. Because you get out there and you got a friend go, oh, I'm hitting an eight, I'm hitting, you know, a nine iron and that might be perfect for them. Maybe they know their shots. Maybe they don't. And then now it's just the blind leading the blind. So that really helped almost instantly and kind of then opened up more uh, doorways into saying, okay, well, wait now. So if I can do that, what else can I do? Now you're actually thinking about the bunker that's ahead of you, which is another thing in the course management I just wanted to touch on is look at the scorecard. Hopefully the scorecard has a layout of the of the hole you're playing. And now there's, you know, golf carts that have the hole itself with a GPS on it and everything like that. Or there's apps you can download uh, that show you where everything is and distances. And I really, really can't stress enough that once you know your distances, now you're starting to look for each hole. I'll look up courses before we go play them sometimes. And uh, I'm definitely at least looking at the hole, looking at does the fairway narrow, where does it open up at, if I go that far, is it going to drop off into a, a pond? Is that going to be uh, um, a bunker that's going to come into play if I don't lay up right now? So those things are very important. Know where the trouble is. Know where the junk is. Use your rangefinder to see that or use GPS, whether on a card or your phone or, or what have you. And um, then once you know that, then you can start learning to literally aim away or short of the danger. Trust me. Sometimes you, you just got to go for it. I get it. I still do it. But I've gotten a lot better at going, you know, I might have a chance at par. I probably got a chance at bogey. And even if I really mess up, uh, you know, maybe a double. It's not going to ruin my scorecard. I don't want it, but it's not going to ruin it for me at this level. But... If I go for it and I shoot over or I <laughs> duff it or hit it on the toe or whatever, um, or I just didn't, I wasn't aware of where the trouble was up ahead or how far I really was going to hit it, then now you could be putting yourself in a lot of danger for a uh, double, triple, or a, a gentleman's triple, as we talked about. Um, kind of in that same vein, recovery, uh, recovery shots now. <laughs> I don't know if maybe it's just because I'm getting a little bit older, um, but uh, I I just generally get my shots safe. Once again, um, that one shot, that one stroke, just to get you back in the game for that hole is not going to kill you after 18 holes. What you do need to do, though, is uh, think about how much it's going to hurt if you are only, you hit a tree or you only hit it two feet in front of you. Now you're, uh, and you're still in the same mess you were in. Now, once again, you're uh, staring down the barrel of a 
double, triple, or maybe a dreaded gentleman's triple. Um, the next thing to mention with course management that's been helpful for me is par fives are fine to get there in three when you're starting off. Look, if you are anywhere around 100 or in the 90s, then a bogey is fine on the scorecard. And if you are using the par fives as a chance to possibly make a par, but definitely guarantee a birdie, uh, sorry, not a birdie, um, but a uh, bogey, then get there in three, and you can three-putt your way, and you have a nice, <laughs> at least better uh, option than... I mean, it doesn't take much to mess up on a par three. Uh, often par threes are some of the toughest holes even for the best golfers out there because there's so little room for error. So take the uh, the, the advantage that a par five gives you. You got, you know, a few uh, on every 18. So uh, yeah, just use it. Use it to your best, uh, best advantage. Also, another thing I heard, um, which I'd heard before, but the best way I've heard it described to me is I got uh, paired up with somebody randomly one time playing recently. And we were just talking about literally what we're talking about right now. And he was saying one of the best pieces of advice he's ever got is don't practice on the course. And, you know, we all, you know, we'll hit a, if we got time, you know, we'll hit a couple balls on the green, just, you know, you know, get the feel and stuff like that. Uh, especially uh, if uh, somebody's playing slow in front of you. However, that's not what he meant. It's don't, when it matters, don't practice on the course, practice on, on the range, practice uh, at home uh, if you can. Use the swing or the club or the tactic that you know you can do. Don't be out there going, oh, well, I'm feeling good about this one today. No. Um, that has been very helpful, and it's also helped keep the ego in check, really. is We watch a lot of golf. We see these amazing shots happen, and... Don't get me wrong. We all get the uh, uh, the the luck or or, or uh, the skill, even sometimes, to do that once or twice around. And some people do it a lot more. But that doesn't mean we can do it every time. Even though you may like believe that you can, and trust me, uh, that's been one of the hardest ones for me to overcome. Uh, I make the joke Texas wedge with putting. I will putt it if it's ten yards off the off the green. Um, of course, that's not my goal. If I ever start shooting well into the low 80s or, or one day it'd be great shooting in the 70s, yeah, no, I'm probably going to have some other tactic because that's where my game's progressed. But right now, if you know you got it in the bag, that's great. Um, if you aren't confident with your driver off the tee and you don't really need the driver to get over junk or whatever, but you know you can hit your fairway wood or your three hybrid, uh, 200 yards straight, do that. Do that. Get confident. Know the clubs that you can. Practice off the course. Don't practice on the course. And kind of rolling into that is just, it's just the mental aspect of the game. When I was young, oh my gosh, every single shot could just get progressively worse if I was in a downward spiral. Um, gosh, I, I don't even like thinking about some of the ones <laughs> when I was young. But as you get more confident in your game, as you realize and just accept that there are just going to be bad shots, you are going to make bad shots. Accept it. Move on from them. Easier said than done. I'm sitting at home right now. Uh, 
very uh, mindful that, you know, I need to be smart and move on from each shot. Uh, much more difficult when I'm out there and I really want to, uh, you know, make that par or not make a triple, uh, which I still do. Um, so the mental aspect of the game, just accept you're going to make bad shots, move on from it. And if a club's not working, move to something else. So if a shot that you're normally golden at is not working, hey, put it in the bag, leave it for later, and then come back to it once you once you get a little bit more uh, mojo uh, uh, going later in the round, or maybe the next one, or accept it and practice it later when you're not on the course. So that's really that was some of the first steps is the course management and just thinking it through. You can Google course management. There's definitely ones I've talked about here. Um, there's even more. There there's a lot. We'll probably talk about them more, especially as Hopefully the course manager get, gets more detailed on uh, on the journey uh, here. So that's really that's really it as far as course management. The only other thing I was going to really talk about is uh, I already mentioned that I'm going to be playing uh, Ford's uh, Field and Stream, uh, which was uh, Henry Ford's old. Uh, well, it was his place. Um, and uh, anyways, I, we'll we'll save that for another time or after I've played it. But then um, just a little update. I did get out um, and. Uh, Got on the practice range today. Was hoping to hit off the grass, uh, but they were only doing mats. Uh, I was up at Bobby Jones uh, Golf Course in Atlanta. If you're ever in Atlanta, go check it out. It's an amazing facility. And um, I did pretty solid. Uh, there was definitely a few little things I wanted to work out, um, especially with my 5-iron. I have uh, gotten pretty comfortable with my 7-iron right, uh, here recently, um, but... Uh, the five iron, I don't know, and maybe it's just moving, you know, up that club length. But then, but then my four hybrid uh, was solid all day. Um, but I'm trying to work on making sure that I move through just a few clubs. I'm, I'm not hitting through the whole bag anymore. That used to be my thing because I honestly didn't know what I was doing. Now I know there is like five clubs that I depend on to have a good round, and so. Those are the ones that I work on, especially before I go do something like this, uh, this Pro-Am that I'm going to be doing in a couple of days. So that's all for now on course management. I will let you all know how the Pro-Am goes, and next time I will be drinking a Calamity Jane. Uh, I know I said that last time, but uh, it's late here, and I just wanted to get one of these out before, uh, so, I didn't miss, uh, so I didn't miss one. So... That is all for now. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I am Elliot Hall, and have a great evening, y'all.